Hi, and welcome back to The Voice of Healthcare, Episode 9 for March 2018. My name is Bradley Medrock. I'm CEO of a company called Score Publishing based here in Nashville, Tennessee. My co-host on The Voice of Healthcare is Dr. Matt Sobolski. Matt, say hello. Hello, America. Hello, Terry in Canada. <laughs> hello, America. This thing's heard all over the place. We'll, uh, we'll, get, we'll roll with it, though. <laughs> Matt, it's great to be back with you. Our guest on the show is Dr. Terry Fisher. Terry, say hello. Hi there, guys. It's a pleasure to be here with both of you. Terry, you are the host of the Alexa in Canada podcast, which is one of our Voice First FM shows in the, uh, in the network family here. You are a practicing physician. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your career, what you do. Sure. Well, thanks again for uh, having me on the uh, on the show. It's a it's a real pleasure to be here, and also it's a real pleasure to be part of the uh, Voice First FM uh, network of podcasts. So, like I say, I feel very privileged to be part of that. Um, and, we, and we did not pay you to say that. <laughs> no, you did not. Did you not? <laughs> but uh, but it's great. I've met I've met uh, a lot of great people um, through uh, through the connections, and it's it's fantastic. And as, as long as it helps to get the word out about more uh, Voice First technology, then uh, hey, I'm all for it. But Getting back to your question here, a um, little bit about myself. So um, I, I'm what I used to call the perpetual student. I was in school forever and um, I, I did a number of things. Uh, I, I started off uh, going to McGill University in Montreal where I did uh, my science degree in anatomy, cell biology and biotechnology. And then after that, I did a little bit of uh, research in experimental medicine, uh, specifically in respiratory health. After that, I, uh, I decided that I actually might want to be a teacher. So I did a, a Bachelor of Education degree at, uh, at UBC, and then I changed my mind, and uh, I decided to go to medical school. So I, I went to medical school, and, then, and that was in Vancouver at the University of British Columbia, uh, which is now where I practice. But after medical school, I went to um, University of Edmonton in Alberta, where I did a family medicine residency, and then I uh, did a sport and exercise medicine fellowship. And currently, that is primarily what I do at, uh, at the University of British Columbia. I practice sport and exercise medicine, and that keeps me busy. It's a, it's a lot of fun. The technology side of things, I've always been sort of a tech geek, if you will. Um, I remember back in high school, if I'm kind of dating myself here, but you guys may remember the, the very, very first sort of Palm Pilot. Before the Palm Pilot, there were these little Casio type, almost like calculators, and they'd flip open like a flip screen. And I thought it was really cool because I could put in my friend's phone numbers and keep track of things in there. And then, you know, it progressed from there to the Palm Pilot and and then to, well, boy, when the iPhone came out, I thought I had like died and gone to heaven. And then, uh, you know, I continued to progress from there. And all, all through the years, I've really enjoyed um, as a hobby, dabbling in digital photography and video editing and audio editing and uh, music and, and the whole bit. As technology progressed and I became more and more aware of what was going on in voice tech and particularly with um, Amazon Alexa. I was just enthralled by it. I was so interested and I decided to find out what was going on in Canada with regards to voice technology, but specifically Alexa. And this was only a few months ago now. And when I searched for any information on Alexa in Canada specifically, 
I couldn't find anything. And I thought, hey, this is perfect. It's, it aligns with my, uh, my interest in technology, but this could be an opportunity for me to use my education background as well and teach people, teach consumers, teach people that are interested in technology, how Alexa can help them in their everyday lives and also how we can use the technology to, uh, in all different sectors, but particularly in healthcare as well, just as well, given my background in medicine. And so that's how um, I got involved with uh, voice tech and, uh, and Alexa in particular. That's beautiful. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that with us. So we're very fortunate that both Dr. Terry Fisher and Dr. Matt Sibolsky will be speaking at the Voice of Healthcare Summit taking place Tuesday, August the 7th in Boston, Massachusetts at the Martin Conference Center at Harvard Medical School. Don't miss that. It is bohsummit.com. Check it out. You can get registered on there as well. Shameless plug. First question for you, Terry. <laughs> Actually, I should say not so shameless plug. Yeah. I really <laughs> That's perfect. That's a great plug. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, not shameless plug at all, actually. Uh, very unshameless. Terry, I read your article. So Terry wrote an article which is on alexaincanada.ca, which is the hub for Alexa in Canada that he's put together. Phenomenal site. We will link to that in the show notes. The article is called How Voice First Technology Can Transform Canadian Healthcare, The Right Care, The Right Time, The Right Place. Terry, I just got done reading this thing. This is a phenomenal article that you've put together. Share with me in the audience um, what prompted you to put this together. Um, talk about <clears throat> the, the theme of the article, sort of wet people's whistle to read it and the efficiency gains you talk about that could be possible, voice for technology, how it can solve some of Canada's problems. Um, share with us some of the uh, perspective behind the piece. What has become apparent to me over the last couple of months that I've been really getting uh, deep into Alexa is that... Canada really does not know what's going on when it comes to voice first technology. And yes, that is a little bit of a generalization. I'm sure some people are going to, uh, you know, some people that are deeply involved with it are going to maybe not quite agree with me wholeheartedly there, but on a whole, um, I find that, um, and part, and I have to say part of this is because Alexa has only just arrived in Canada as of um, December of 2017. So it is very new. Just to give you one example here, I was actually at a, a health tech incubator uh, event just a couple of weeks ago with uh, a bunch of uh, UBC students. And I actually pitched a project to the group to create a voice first technology type of health navigator, which I'll speak to in a moment in this article. And I was amazed at the number of students in engineering, uh, particularly and in computer science, who uh, were, first of all, hadn't even considered voice technology as an option at this tech incubator. And when they heard about it, the amount of interest that was generated, I literally had to turn people away from joining our team. They were trying to pitch themselves to me to join our team because there was so much interest in it. Now, having said all of that, uh, I wrote this article because like I said, I feel that there is a lack of, of knowledge and a lack of um, interest in the, in the benefits of voice technology and what we can do to hopefully revolutionize not only healthcare, but really, I mean, voice technology, for those of you, I'm, I'm sort of preaching to the choir here, but for those of us that know, this, this is going to completely disrupt all sectors. But when I, I started thinking about healthcare in particularly, and as I wrote in the article, 
I can still remember back when I was a medical student, some 20, about 20 years ago now or so, and people were talking about um, how wonderful the Canadian healthcare is on one side because there's access to everybody, universal access, which is fantastic. And I, and I am very proud of that as a Canadian. But on the other hand, because of that, there, is, there, is, there are definite limits in terms of how much care is available to the population. Uh, and there are huge wait times to get in to see doctors, to get in to see specialists, to wait at the emergency departments. Um, it's not unusual for people to have to wait weeks, months. In some cases, believe it or not, some, some people have waited years to see a specialist to get a, a, a healthcare problem looked after. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, like it just, you know, there's lots of money being thrown at the system, but nothing has really changed since I've been practicing medicine, since I was a medical student. And so I thought, now is the time when there is going to be, there is a complete market disruption on the way people interface with computers. Voice is now the operating system and it's going to become the operating system of the future. And I started to think, well, how can this radical shift in technology potentially change healthcare in Canada? And people have talked about for an, for an optimal medical system to function, people should be able to obtain the right care at the right time at the right place. And so in this article, I break down how I believe that a voice technology, uh, a voice first uh, service, and that could come in a wide variety of, of, of formats, could provide the right care at the right time at the right place. That's sort of the overarching summary of the article. My father trained in Manitoba for medical school, and I had cousins in Canada, and you know they had to wait for getting their knees fixed, or they had to wait for having their tonsils removed. The big fear from a lot of the Canadian-born physicians practicing in the U.S. was access and wait times if the United States, under the Clinton administration, and not to get too political here, took us to a place where there was this big mythical idea of socialized medicine in the States. Now, I haven't thought until I read your article too deeply about how Alexa might impact a system like Canada. But you seem to hit the nail on the head that Alexa, with its capabilities for uh, patients to be able to be integrated with a caregiver, whether it's a nurse, nurse practitioner, physician, specialist, other, uh, might be able to close a gap uh, in the Canadian system that for a very long time has probably been an, uh, a glaring sore that Canadians themselves is happy and prideful as they seem to be about offering care to all their citizens might be able to close. What are your thoughts on, on that itself as far as like um, somewhat of a zeitgeist of change for uh, Canadians and maybe even U.S. practitioners? Yeah, that's a really, really uh, a great, great question. Great comment. I personally believe that this could be the, the you know, the key spark that we need in our system to really make a change. Um, just to, to kind of play out one of the scenarios that I outlined in this article, you know, one of the, one of the problems with healthcare is that there's a real backlog of patients that are uh, in hospitals because there isn't the appropriate nursing care beds. So people are left in hospitals for longer, which means that people that are waiting for elective surgeries don't have a bed in the hospital, which means they can't get into the hospital. And the same sort of thing happens in family doctor's offices where 
you know, uh, doctor's offices are, are clogged up with patients. So a patient that needs help doesn't know where to go. So they go to emergency department and the whole system is, is trying to juggle these patients in a way that is so inefficient currently. So I can imagine a place where we could have a, uh, an Alexa device or some other device in a person's home who is basically their personal health assistant or their personal navigator. In fact, British Columbia, the province of British Columbia has a service the province pays for. Um, it's an 811 phone number that a, a patient can call. Um, and they call these people the health navigators, the health service navigators. And the person can call and ask for medical advice. And so this person will tell this person, you know, maybe it's some first aid advice. Maybe it's you should call your doctor in the morning. Maybe it's, you know, you need to go to emergency right now. But I think with the appropriate AI, why couldn't Alexa do that? So you'd have somebody in their home, you've got your own personal healthcare navigator, as the province has called these people, but you've got this AI navigator in your home. The person talking to the navigator would have less friction. There wouldn't be that sense that that person is burdening the system. They wouldn't have to actually physically get out the phone and make a phone call. They literally look to their side or don't have to look any particular place. Just say, Alexa, um, you know, I need some advice or whatever the, the command is. And they start a dialogue and Alexa goes through a series of questions, helps to essentially triage the patient at home. So that addresses the issue of where is the right place for this care? Maybe the care is at home and maybe this person just needs a reminder to take some medication, or maybe this person needs a reminder to, to take their insulin or to check their blood sugar. Really, the possibilities are only limited by your, your imagination here. And then, or maybe the person says, you do need to, to, uh, to call your doctor, but you don't need to run out to emergency for this problem. And that can ease some of the pressure on the emergency rooms. Terry, I agree with you. I think that Alexa can offer a lot of uh, great uh, moments for access for patients. It can also offer them some peace uh, in getting information about having to take care of themselves in the home uh, when there's some questions about that, or even with pediatric cases, if there's a toxicology risk or fear of a parent uh, to know very quickly what they need to do for their child. I'm at the American College of Healthcare Executives Conference in Chicago. Uh, the opening address this morning was Myra Eliason from NPR. And she's also a Fox News analyst. Uh, she was just kind of listing off some things going on in the government right now, particularly with the Trump administration. Uh, this is a room full of probably over a thousand or close to a thousand healthcare administrators in the United States, for-profit and not-for-profit. And during that time frame, talking about healthcare policy, talking about the Trump administration, people got up, they left, they yelled, they screamed. Uh, currently in the United States, there's a massive ideological loggerhead when it comes to how it is we view and actually orchestrate um, and uh, handle uh, caregiving in the United States and healthcare. Uh, it's interesting to hear your perspective, Terry, especially in that blog post about access because it's a totally different concept uh, from uh, the government leveraging almost all the care in, the, in Canada versus the United States, where as a necessity, we might have to move to a private market that offers care through a machine or a tool like an Alexa to handle the growing aged as well as the uh, shortage of, of caregivers. In Canada, is there still lots of controversy about how healthcare is leveraged? And do you think Alexa would be sort of the vehicle to calm that? So everybody has a basic uh, medical services plan, as it's called in British Columbia. Every, every, every province has a slightly different uh, a name for it. 
Um, but then you can, uh, you know, your employer may opt in for extended benefits, or um, you could purchase some extended benefits, which would give you, you know, the the sort of perks, I guess, of a, of a healthcare system. If you want a private room when you're when you're admitted to hospital, or you want some coverage for physiotherapy, or coverage for um, prescription glasses, so those sorts of things. There's there is a base level of healthcare which would cover all the major illnesses that somebody you know could essentially. Um, encounter. Um, but the, the extra things are things that you could purchase on uh, additionally. Well, do you think that, do you think this technology in light of those things um, sort of negates and reduces controversy in the Canadian culture and the Canadian healthcare industry uh, as a result of its existence and maybe its future um, uses? I, you know, I think that as, as the technology evolves, it's going to allow access for um, for people, regardless of whether or not they have, uh, you know, opted into these extended benefits or not. Now, you know, time will tell whether or not some of these uh, uh, forms of voice assistance will themselves be some of these additional, uh, you know, pay for services that are not covered by the medical services plan. I guess that's going to come back to the government and it's going to be up to the government to decide as it does with all of the, the different services that are offered, you know, what is considered basic care. And I mean, that, that's going to, I mean, well, on, on the that, one hand, that's going to be really challenging, Terry. Yeah. yeah. If that challenges that notion uh, because of what the cost savings and the access would be, that's really something. Yeah, and that, and ultimately, that would be a a, a huge, huge shift um, in in what is available. Um, I'm excited about the different possibilities of of what the technology can do, but obviously, there are a lot of hurdles that are going to have to be overcome for this to really change on a big scale. Um, I just I just can't think of anything else that I've encountered, at least in my, in my uh, in my career so far, that has as much potential to do that, um, you know, as voice does, at least from what I've learned about it in the last little while. You know, today uh, I heard a lecture and there was a, the lecturer said the following, he said, um, the reduction of large healthcare facilities as a, as a result of the advance of technology is uh, a myth. And I sat there thinking about Alexa and voice tech and thought to myself, I think you're wrong. Um, given what you know so far and given what you just said about probably this is being uh, the, one of the more revolutionary things happening in healthcare industry, especially with how we might use it. Uh, what would you, if you were sitting on stage with him in front of 200 people and he said, yes, uh, it's overrated that we're going to see a reduction in uh, physical um, edifices that uh, render care uh, would you say he's right or would you say, I think you're wrong? That's a great question. Um, I, I do think that the voice uh, technology is going to be able to change our current uh, healthcare structure. Um, so I would, I would disagree with him. Um, you know, I, when I think about the possibilities for this, I, again, I, I let my imagination run wild. And, you know, I don't know that, well, first of all, at, at this stage, we're not talking about these, these uh, devices doing things where, you know, where a physician has to have their hands on the patient to, for surgery and that sort of thing. That's, that's, you know, we get into robotics and we can discuss that some other point, but, but as far as any type of um, service that is really, 
you know, based on information and facts and guiding somebody to the right uh, way of doing something. Um, maybe it's, uh, you know, healthcare screening through questionnaires. Maybe it's having your, your, your um, personal health assistant, like you said, for an elderly mother, my, you know, for an elderly patient who's, who's living at home and just needs somebody to talk to in the morning for the sake of, you know, not being lonely and not being isolated. There are so many ways that I think we can bring the, the health service into the home and the moment you start bringing the health service into the home, then what do you need that service outside of the home for anymore? I mean, sure, there are going to be cases where the person needs to go and see somebody for whatever reason. But as we start to become more, more and more efficient and these AI uh, assistants become more and more intelligent, I think, I believe that it's going to be available in the home. The, the things that are going to be available in the home are going to be things that you know, you previously did have to go somewhere else, but you no longer need to do that. And so I can't see how that would not affect the structure of the healthcare system and the actual facilities that are out there. So um, Bradley and I, as well as a lot of other thought leaders with uh, voice tech have discussed issues of privacy. You know, there's, there's applications that are really exciting about using voice tech in the outpatient setting and the inpatient setting you know, uh, seven microphones on average per device. The statistic that Bradley and I heard at the Alexa conference in Chattanooga was that there will be up to 50 microphones in a house on average in the next 10 years. So given the idea that we could record audio and we could record voice that's encoded into words that becomes uh, fields for pulling regressions later from physicians or even from patients as they speak to their physicians about very private matters. What are your thoughts about uh, privacy and this tool in the home or the inpatient or outpatient setting uh, in Canada? Are there any like really clear sort of uh, issues you see already? Um, maybe there's something unique to Canada that you could share with us. I mean, it goes without saying that that is going to be one of the biggest challenges when it comes to healthcare in terms of the privacy. Safeguards will definitely need to be put in place in order to protect people's privacy. There's no doubt about that. Um, one of the interesting things that just specific to Canada, um, to address your question, that I, that I actually learned at this uh, health uh, incubator uh, program that I uh, participated in a couple of weeks ago, and this was uh, one of the uh, engineering and computer science students was telling me, Amazon has servers in Canada and the United States, whereas Google, for example, and uh, this is, uh, you know, third party knowledge. So um, from what I understand, there aren't any current servers um, for Google in Canada as of right now. And that is an, creates an interesting uh, dilemma or interesting option for healthcare providers that are going to look at implementing this type of technology because one of the issues that constantly comes up is where is the information being stored? Is it being stored in Canada or is it being stored somewhere internationally? And my understanding right now is that Amazon is set up to do that within Canada. And so when we went through this, this uh, exercise in this incubator and we started creating this personal health assistant using Alexa, that was one of the questions that we were asked is what about privacy? And uh, the people that I, was, that I was working with, the engineering students and the computer science students were able to answer that and say, well, look, as far as the privacy goes, one of the critical requirements is that the information needs to be stored in Canada. And right now, Amazon allows that. So that may, may have some bearing on the future and, and what services are selected to, uh, to at least uh, be the first ones to then implement the, uh, the healthcare technology. 
That's interesting. Uh, and Terry, I've got one uh, final question for you here. It's made big news here in the United States that Jeff Bezos, along with uh, Berkshire Hathaway and J.P. Morgan, are looking at creating a new healthcare venture. In your position as a healthcare practitioner in Canada, as well as involved with voice technology and specifically Amazon's, what are your hopes for what you see Amazon do with this new healthcare venture? And how do you think it can impact uh, not just healthcare in the United States, but around the world, including not the least of which Canada? So that's, that's really exciting. I, I really hope that they are that this, this healthcare venture is going to come to fruition sooner rather than later. I'm very excited uh, that, that, you know, there's this, I guess, speculation that this is going on. Uh, what I, what I, what I hope that they are able to do is come up with a very good system that can address the privacy concerns. Cause I, again, I think that's going to be one of the absolute biggest hurdles uh, going forward. So the other thing that I'm really hoping for, and this is more of a, a feature that I think that if, you know, if these uh, companies could implement would make a huge difference in, in healthcare. And that's allowing the skills or the actions to initiate the conversation with the patient. And obviously that creates a whole other set of potential problems with the skills. But, you know, one of the things that we encountered when we were, again, at this health incubator was that in order for the assistant to be most useful, the patient or the user would still have to, um, you know, say something to activate the skill and to get the feedback. And when it comes to perhaps reminding somebody to take medication or reminding them to check their blood sugar or that sort of thing, it would be really great if there was a way that these skills could be designed with the user's permission to actually initiate the dialogue and initiate the, the healthcare. And maybe it's checking in on their mood or checking in on how they slept the night before or checking in, you know, did you do your exercise today? Um, and I think if that, if that aspect of healthcare uh, was implemented within this initiative of, of, the, of what hopefully these companies are doing, that I think could be extremely powerful and open a lot of doors, uh, more doors uh, and more quickly to provide better care for the patients. I mean, I've got two really important questions. I mean, is it true that uh, that Canadians love Tim Hortons? And secondly, which uh, NHL team is going to be worth their salt coming up in the next season? Oh, geez, that's a, okay. Well, the first one, the first one's easy. Everybody loves Tim Hortons. That's where I that's where I take my son just about after every hockey practice with a couple of his friends to go and to go and grab some breakfast. Awesome. Uh, and number two, that's a sore spot here right now because the Vancouver Canucks aren't doing so well. I'm still I'm still a diehard Canucks fan, so I keep hoping that they can turn things around. But I think they got a couple of years before before getting there. Toronto, our arch enemy, seems to be doing pretty well. So uh, I wouldn't count out Toronto this year. What about the Canadians? We don't want, we don't want to hear about any of that. We're all about the Nashville Predators. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy, Nashville's great. I was in, I was down in Nashville not too long ago. Had a great time. So excellent. Yeah. yeah, it's a good place. And uh, Nashville Predators, everybody's excited. We've lost a couple of games here lately, but uh, we're, we're deep. We're ready for a, uh, a lengthy playoff run and, and bring home the Stanley Cup. So that's what we need to do. We need to have Dr. Terry down to Nashville for a Preds game. And then the day before, the day after, we need to sketch out some plans to go meet with uh, the BC province or the Alberta province to bring Alexa to the citizens of Canada. 
There you go. I, I'll say one more thing here. And that's just, uh, you know, when I, when I look at everything that's being done in the, in the States uh, with healthcare and, and voice first technology, boy, it's, it's impressive. And um, as, as I wrote, as I wrote in my article, just to kind of bring it back to that, I suppose, you know, Canada is already falling behind. And like I said, part of that is just because some of the technology just isn't available here as quickly it is as it is available in the United States. But boy, it's, it's really exciting when I look down there and I see uh, the kind of things that are going on. And I just hope that, uh, you know, that stuff can, uh, can start to be developed here because it's, it's really exciting. For this. Terry, I speak for Bradley when I say it was a very great show. Um, really enjoyed um, the camaraderie with you and sharing with you tonight. Yeah, thank you for joining us, Terry. Thank you for being so generous with your time. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. I'm happy to, happy to chat with you guys. We will include the article that we've talked about on the show in the show notes. We will include the Alexa in Canada link in the show notes, uh, both yeah. to the website and to the podcast as well. But, and we will also include a link to ACHE, the American College of Healthcare Executives, executives in the show notes too. For the voice of healthcare, thank you for listening. And until next time.